That's 2.6 FM Radio Verulam. Johnny Seabrook with you through until midday today. We're in a busy hour of the show here. And um, do you know what? I feel I can relax a little bit because um, it was lovely chatting to Melissa and that's real sort of heavy going stuff there with the immigration um, things going on. But now joining me in the studio, I've got Sherry and I've got Harry and they are based down at the Great Northern Pub on the London Road. And um, they're coming just to tell us really about the pub and um, how it's developing, the new menu that's actually going on. So Sherry, you're the manager, is that correct? I am indeed. I am indeed. I've been there for two and a half years um, since we took over. Um, it's going strength from strength. Um, fantastic opportunity down there with a re- regeneration of uh, London Road. And um, it was interesting, we were just saying before when that Annie Lennox song was on that unfortunately the Great Northern had a reputation for being a bit of a, I don't know, a sort of sad pub really in St Albans. It did, it did um, unfortunately um, and we've worked tirelessly since then to um, you know, to just to, to regenerate it really. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, where, whereabouts do you go with that? I mean, when you take on um, a, a pub like that, like the Great Northern, what, what's your, what was the first thing you needed to do? Was it like, did you gut everything or where where'd you go? We did. We put in a brand new state of the art kitchen, um, re- redesigned the bar area, um, did a lot of work outside. Um, it was closed for the first six months um, while we did that work um, and then just started it, opened it as a, as a new business. Now, pub culture is so different to what it was 10, 15 years ago. And it's very interesting to say that you take over a pub, what's the first thing you do is the kitchen actually yep. goes in. So is really the food um, a main driving point in running the pub in today's world? It, it is a huge, huge point nowadays. Um, you know, the money is made from the kitchen. Um, reputations are made from the kitchen. Um, so that's why we got Harry on board. Um, it's just the right time for Harry to start his own kitchen. Um, and to to push us push us forward. And the great thing about Harry is um, Harry is like local, aren't you, Harry? Really, really local. Nice, <laughs> nice to see Harry. I mean, me and Harry did something together last year as part of the St Albans Food and Drink Festival um, down at the Pog and Pole with Ready Steady um, St Albans, where you cooked for the mayor. That's right. Yeah. And so um, you did a, a lovely risotto for the mayor, and she was very worried. I can't think what it was. That was her food heaven, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was our food heaven. A um, food hell was uh, goat cheese panna cotta. Did you um, Did you have that standing by? Or we not? had that there. Yeah. Sadly, the uh, public voted for her food heaven. Um, oh yeah, because it was risotto, and you were like, yeah. "Oh dear, oh dear." Yeah, it's it was, not the not the funnest thing to cook as a chef, uh, but a lot know, of stirring is where it is. So, um, your your background, Harry, is um, you trained at Oakland's College locally, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. So I've done two years at Oakland's College. Um, whilst I was there, I trained as a pastry chef at St Michael's, um, and I've always kind of worked around this area um, for various businesses. Um, moved around to kind of Brockett Hall at Oberzalak and uh, done a small stint with uh, Phil uh, mm-hmm. Thompson's um, you know a few a few pubs as well my first kind of career started as a pot washer at the Foragers uh, and I was there for a year that kind of then I moved into fine dining but you know now I'm back in the pub game and you know, I think casual dining is kind of the new thing mm. rather than fine dining it's, it's dying out a little bit it's um, like we're just saying to sherry though the pub game isn't the pub game <laughs> that, that you think of it as being you know in the olden days of scotch eggs behind the bar and everything like that it is actually and looking at some of the pictures on your website it looks like fine dining food yeah so i mean what i'm kind of trying to hit now is um a casual fine dining uh so you can come there i don't want you to have to feel like you've got to dress up and you know you're it's a place you've got to go once, maybe every couple of months. I want you to come every every week, you know, twice a week even. Come for a cheaper meal or you know more expensive a la carte, and just have a bit of casual fine dining rather than having to you know the wines, the tablecloths, the yeah. suits and stuff. And what's interesting is when you come in and 
do you just say like like what sherry said he came in and he sort of like gutted the place new kitchen when you come in and you have to put a new menu on do you just go from scratch as a blank piece of paper yeah so basically uh, yeah obviously you've got your ideas you've had uh, during your career and you, know, you pick up recipes here dishes there and um coming to the pub was a bit strange for me because i've been fine dining for so long i knew i had to kind of change my ways a little bit and think a little bit more you know slightly cheaper ingredients um and, and cheaper ways of doing it and also um, easier ways of doing it because you know, it's a very small kitchen team. So I started off, you know, you've got to have your soup, stuff like that on there to mm. a burger, um, just those normal pub kind of stuff as well, just to entice those people in. And then we've slowly over six weeks just developed the menu from what was kind of very pubby, um, your bubble and squeak, yeah. sort of say stuff like that, to now a much more developed, uh, more sophisticated look on the menu. So looking at your menu here that we've got down, um, so you, you've called it small plates, so are they starters or not? How so yeah, so they're starters, um, it's a, yeah, more kind of a bit of more casual wording on it, um, we have our starters mains desserts, um, fry a la carte, um, and then I just do specials every day, so um, I'd maybe more fine dining dishes. Um, right because that way I can try and get both customers in the door and that's what we want to try and do mm. you know we want the want the people who come in and just kind of want a burger in and out 15 minutes but we also like the fact that we can do you know a nice one hour, one and a half hour free course kind of meal and do you know, you always that. feel safe with a burger if you go in there. It's, it's something for everyone. But there is, do you know, looking down here, um, is, is it the Anglette steak? Yeah, Anglette steak, yeah. And so we've got confit pork and the fish of the day and then the burger and then the theme gnocchi. So interesting, the fish of the day, where's where's that, what does that depend on? So basically that's that's market for me. Um, every day I'll call my supplier, um, who's a local supplier, um, and I've used them for a few years, uh, sticklebacks, and... Every day I kind of call them and say, look, what's good? What's good and at mm. what price? Um, and then I can kind of work around that. Uh, one day, you know, it might be rainbow trout. Next day, it'll be stone bass. Next day, you know, it might be cod or whatever, you know, whatever's there. Um, and that way I can kind of keep it fresh, keep myself fresh um, with new ingredients. And I know that every day that fish is coming off the boat that morning and yeah. it's on my plate that, that evening. Um, and that's the way fish has got to be, really. I don't want to be... Yeah, you know, holding fish two, three days, or you know, for the sake of putting on a menu and the fish isn't fresh, mm. what's the point? You know. Yeah, exactly. So with this, Sherry, I'm interested to know. So um, Harry comes up and he says, "This is the menu I want to do." Do you look at it and think, "Oh my god, I don't like that." <laughs> it's, it's, it's the manager, or, you know, you know. Some uh, people might not like Nokia. Nokia's down there. I think, oh, I love Nokia. Yes. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? No, no. It's, uh, you know, we're not catering to my taste. Um, you know, I trust Harry um, with the flavours he uses. Um, we sit down, we discuss what will work, what might not work, um, and it's a it's a to and fro basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it might take a you know an extended session of trying each dish, but <laughs> so, we, yeah. it's a hard life. We get there in the end. And I think, and we were saying earlier, where you are down in London Road, just as you come into St Albans, just before you get to the Odyssey, um, you're situated right there. Mm -hmm. It is a really, really developing area down there. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah, I moved to St Albans about 15 years ago. London Road was derelict. Mm. Um, and over the past three, four years, things are being sprout up. Obviously, the Odyssey next door is um, a massive benefit for us. Um, we do a set menu between five and seven, um, so you can get come in, have a meal, up to three courses within 20 minutes, um, and get to start the film. 
Yeah, I've got, well, great idea. Really, really good. So the kind of idea, like a theatre, um, you know, in, in London they would have all of that, a theatre sort of menu or something like that. So you can do that before the cinema. And it, it is interesting, you think about the London Road, you're saying it's derelict, and you think about in the last few years, the beer shop is there, Prime has come up, there's lots of... It's, it is, it's a really sort of... It's got a good atmosphere, actually, going yeah, down I the London Road. Yeah, I think a lot more can be done. There's still quite a few uh, derelict units... Um, particularly opposite us um, and just up the other side of the cinema so there's still scope for a lot lot more um, to move in onto London Road. Now you did say that you brought some samples in so, so, so can I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't avoid this, uh, this, this situation here as we're coming close to lunchtime here so um, what, what is it you've got? So we've got two dishes here um, first one is off our new a la carte which is uh, chicken liver parfait uh, right, with gosh. onion jam and brioche. Oh my! I tell um, you, that's a good portion. <laughs> <laughs> you've got there as well. So, so brioche as well. Do you do you make your brioche? Uh, we don't at the moment, uh, but we use uh, local supply for it. Oh, there. Sorry, didn't see the spoon. This is, is going to be great radio, actually. So, um, so this, this actually looks lovely. It looks really smooth as well. So. Yeah. So that's the idea. You know, mm. all the recipes are kind of made with the highest standard ingredients we can get, and uh, obviously as much skill as I can put into it. Gosh. Um, <laughs> this makes actually the worst radio, doesn't it? Because it's just absolutely fantastic. And what, what's, what's this? Is an onion chutney? or Yeah, so yeah, onion jam. So basically I've just got red onions and uh, caramelise mm. it down, touch of sugar, some red wine, you know, a few spices, and you know, just bring it down. The sweetness kind of cuts through that fattiness of the, of the parfait. Mm. And then you've got the sweet brioche, obviously, as well, which, which works really well. And this is on the menu, is it? Yeah, so this is, uh, at the moment, I think it's on our set menu. But, um, you know, it, yeah, so set menu and a la carte, it both sits on both of them. And it's a nice dish. It's a bit different to your standard pate that you'd normally get in a pub. Um, it's a bit more refined. Uh, but, you know, it's still something that people can recognise. And, yeah, like my dad wouldn't, my dad yes. wouldn't know. <laughs> you know he'd yeah. love to have a pate, but that's kind of a refined Ex version. Exactly, but. yeah, I can see all of that. Now, listen, if people want to find out some more details... Um, if they want a book or they want to just come along, they want to look. As I said, I looked on the website and the, the food looks divine on the pictures on there. What, where, how can they find you? What can they do? Um, our website, um, Great Northern um, Pub.co.uk. Um, you can book through there. Um, we also do a lot on social media. We're on Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram. So you're all over all of all those over, things. Yeah. And really, this this is sort of an up-and-coming place. The London Road is where it's actually going on. So please, guys, good luck to Sherry. Good luck as well, Harry, um, in the kitchen with all of that. What's it like being in charge quickly? Uh, yeah, it's nice. Um, it's a bit different. And, yeah, the responsibility is a bit on top of me. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to kind of run my own place and take on that kind of... Yeah, managerial role. Do you, so. you feel ready for it? For the yeah, I think St Michael's when I was there as a Sioux, they kind of got me ready for it, and my head chef there kind of you know, left me to do a fair bit, which was good to and taught me you know that side. So now it's just putting it into practice. So they were upset to see you go, but sort of like, um, well, yeah, well done, my boy, off you go. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a bit of both. That's good. That's good, guys. Thank you very much for coming in thank today you. and sort of bringing some food as well. It's lovely, really, to taste this. And good luck with that. And please, everybody, get yourself down to the Great Northern. Verulam in the morning, in association with Stowe Family Law, the UK's largest specialist family law firm with offices in St Albans and Central London. Stowe Family Law, the UK's largest specialist family law firm with offices in St Albans and across the country, specialises in all aspects of family law, including wills and probate advice. Don't leave your estate to the state. 
Call St Albans 01727 841 875 for an appointment with one of our expert lawyers. Stowe Family Law, the UK's largest specialist family law firm. Radio Verulam Community Partners. Would you like to help a local charity? St Albans-based Crohn's and Colitis UK supports children and adults affected by these bowel conditions, which can devastate lives. From coffee mornings to marathons to wear red days, the charity has lots of ideas and fundraising packs to help you raise awareness and funds. Call 01727 734 485 or visit crohnsandcolitis.org.uk. For more on Radio Verulam Community Partners, go to radioverulam.com forward slash community partners. You're always guaranteed a warm welcome at the old fighting cops. 